Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren. And I am Mikey. Yay, we're back again with another uh, kind of underground, not so underground movie from the 90s. We're talking 54, the director's cut. Yes, which actually came out in 2015, but the original came out in 1999. So... 98. Or 1998. August 28th, precisely, 1998. So, uh, yeah, written and directed by Mark Christopher. This is actually, the director's cut is available to buy, which I did when it came out, but it's on Showtime right now. So if you have Showtime or get that trial and sign up for it if you want to watch this, it's so fucking good. This is one of those, I'll just start off with my first impression because this is one of my like comfort films. Mm. Um, So you could say it's like one of the movies that I've seen a ton. Like I could probably recite this film oddly enough, from the original theatrical release. This is the director's cut, which is vastly different. It's an entirely different film. I suggest you watch both, but I suggest this one first, if you've never seen any of them. Mm -hmm. So yeah, this movie I know backwards and forwards. I was so excited when there was a director's cut a few years ago. I went and bought it on iTunes, which has both of them on there, um, if you're really into it. But I think you can probably rent it, too, because it's they want people to see it. But I fucking love this movie. Ryan Phillippe was like, everyone's fucking world in the late 90s don't act like he wasn't he was bigger than leo i think he had more marketability than leo i know we all talk about leo as if he's like some exalted god but i think ryan Phillippe, like looks wise was like one of those new like holy shit heartthrob kind of guys very for sure for sure so hot in like everything he wears fucking or doesn't wear like and i know what you did last summer (laughs) like thank you for that gym scene is all i have to say of that locker room scene and i know what you did last summer like thank you you get to see his ass in this one and i'm like and "Mm." cruel intentions it's 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 a love fest thank god um and i don't know about like i mean i think his his personal life is a bit like on edge. It's allegedly a little checkered, I guess we mm. can say. But but as far as like heartthrobby, I'm just thinking like he was in magazines. He was like Shane 54. Like, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So, <laughs> so yeah, what are your first impressions? What are you, uh, you didn't know about this director's cut, did you? I didn't until you told me about it a couple wow. weeks ago. Um, I've seen this movie like you many, many times. I don't remember my first time ever seeing it i think i rented it like you said you did yeah i Um, think i rented it but i never saw this director's cut so it's a bit different and i'm not sure if my eyes were playing tricks on me or not but some of the scenes seem um like gritty and more yeah uh, it's the film seen from like the cutting room floor if that makes sense it's the film and i don't think it was graded it might not have been graded along with everything else and like Mm. edited like post-production edited and I think that was probably like cutting room floor scenes that maybe they couldn't edit because it looked like say, it was with like 35 millimeter and everything else looked digital. Because I was going to say if that was a question, if that was like purposely done or not. But I don't maybe, know. Like you said, they didn't maybe get to it or something like that. Um, I'd really have to compare this to like the original. I just haven't seen it in a while. Like, It's very different. And, and you keep saying that, so I'm just like, and I, I believe you, obviously, but I'm just like, I have to see the original now. Um, oh, well, I, I wrote down some distinctive notes that I have just from memory Yeah, that I know what's different. Um, Spoilers ahead, we're going to talk about this movie like in different order. So if you haven't seen it, then go mm-hmm. watch it. But otherwise, if you've seen it, then keep listening. But the 
the end, at the end of this film, all three of them end up together, right? Like, not end up in, like, a relationship, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, they kind of walk away together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the original one, they separate. And then, remember that in the original one, there was that scene where they come back? Like, Steve uh, Steve came out of jail, and he yeah. asked them to come back, like, a year later. Oh, it was the yeah. next mm-hmm. new year. And Shane, Ryan Phillippe, had, was, like, a, a uh, like, a, what do you call it? Like, a restaurant manager downtown. He was, like, I go to NYU, and it was his voiceover. He's, like, I go to NYU and take, uh, you know, classes at night, and I manage a restaurant in the day. And, like, Greg was doing something else. And I think Anita had, like, cut a record. Mm-hmm. And she, like, did a, a whole, like, disco album. And then I think, like, uh, Julie went to do, like, a play or some soap opera in California. So she, like, moved oh, to California. Campbell, yeah. yeah, Nev Campbell. And, yeah, so then they all came back for that one night that was, like, supposed to be the party, like, to end the, the studio. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't in this at all. Like, it literally just ended no. when he got yeah. arrested and, like, that was it. But, yeah, there there's that distinct ending. Yeah, they're totally different. I, I wish they would have kept a little bit of the original ending to kind of uh, strew into this director's cut. Oh, yeah, you mean like the... Just to have more meat, you know what I mean? The thing about it, this is what the thing is, is that there was an article that was written in 2015 when this came out that said that this film was kind of like now kind of a gay cult film. Now, uh, yeah, okay. Okay, so I didn't, I didn't get that it was like a gay cult film in the sense that Ryan Phillippe and Brecken Meyer's character had an intense relationship. I feel like they only kissed, and there was a weird, there was a weird like tension there, but it was never anything where like they acted upon this physically in like an actual threesome situation. Outside of the fact that like they both slept with Anita. Right. But they didn't sleep with Anita at the same time in no. the same room. You know what yeah. I mean? It was behind each other's back. Well, Ryan's, it was behind yeah. His, yeah, the mm-hmm. husband's back. Yeah, so I was like, it wasn't really like a bisexual relationship. And it seemed like Shane, as they... I don't think he's like a gay icon. It's not like he came mm-hmm. out. I feel like he was sleeping with men because he was either on drugs and he and he thought it was going to help his career. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he was ever like attracted to a man or like said that he was going to date a guy. Right. It wasn't like that movie uh threesome. No. Yeah, like, uh, or like, Splendor by Gregor yeah, Rocky. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Another one we have to do. Yeah, like I would have enjoyed I think if they pushed the boundary a little bit and made it a little more obvious, but I do get it. It was 1997 probably when they filmed this, so I get that maybe like this was kind of what they did but i do like that this is what ryan Phillippe signed on for oh, and that right. he was really upset about the way it was recut when it was recut and actually all yeah. of that was taken out and it was just all of that yeah all of that was taken out of the original one there was no like threesome or kind of like poly ish relationship it was mm-hmm. all like he just was crashing there and then, like, he just thought he was just trying to look at his wife kind of thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't It wasn't even, like, he liked him. But then they kind of made out. But then it was kind of weird. It was, like, Ryan was into it. But, like, Breck or whatever, Shane was into it. But, like, Greg was kind of just, like, uh, like, he kind of realized what was happening, I mm-hmm. guess. But, like, Shane would have been totally fine to take it there. I think Shane actually did have feelings for both of them. I, th- I, th- I think so. Like, you could kind of see in the eyes a little bit. Um, especially with like Ryan like grabbing Breckenmeyer's face the way he did. Yeah. It wasn't like one of those stupid bro force kind of things. It no, was, like, yeah. It, it if was, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally. <clears throat> um 
but no, I mean, really quickly, I just want to go through the, the um, cast list. Oh, I know, right? We've got, we've got like Ryan Phillippe, Selma Hayek, Nev Campbell, Mike Myers, who's like, so in good. My, in my opinion, this was just off Austin Powers, right? Mm-hmm. This role in Austin Powers are by hands down the only two that I love of his. Wayne's World? Yeah, <laughs> I, I liked it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a massive Wayne's World shocker. Hot take here. I'm not a massive Wayne's World fan. Sorry like, about it, not sorry you would think it. that, like, yeah, like you would think that we're '90s kids. Like, you would think we would be all about about Wayne's World. Like, I like it, and I think it's I cool. But yeah. I, yeah, I'm not obsessed. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, but we have Breck and Meyer from like Clueless, Rat Race, Road Trip. Go. Uh, can't <laughs> hardly wait. <laughs> oh, that's right. Love right? her. <laughs> We've got Sela uh, Sela Ward. Sorry. Yeah, Sela. Uh, I think Sela Sela. She, she was uh, the first lady in Independence Day. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she's been in so many things that we were talking about off air, but like that stands out for me. At um, Thanksgiving, I found out that my two cousins, who are thirteen and fifteen year old girls, had never seen or heard of Independence Day. So I like oh. turned to my cousin, who's their mom, and I was like, "What the fuck are you doing <laughs> to these kids?" I was like, and then they found out about the podcast. So if they're listening, this will be really funny. But awesome. but they were like, uh, "What are all these movies? Which ones do you do?" So I told them, you know, and they're like, "Ooh, um, Clueless. We we actually really like Clueless. It's really cool." I was like, "Oh, thank God, oh. thank God, the youth is liking right. Clueless." I was like, "If you were gonna tell me that Mean Girls." is better than clueless i'm throwing you out of the family because mean girls is a great successor but it is in no way better than clueless oh, no, no, <laughs> like i'm sorry it's a different generation right. it's it's um, apples to oranges but i cannot wait to do mean girls because we're oh, literally yeah. gonna sit here and recite it for like two hours actually <laughs> <laughs> it's so good totally but um we've got the old lady who is in like every movie um, Ellen Albertini Dow. Oh, um, Dot. As Disco Dottie, aka, what was her real name? Martha? I think it was, yeah. Uh, the the real person it's based on. This is like semi autobiographical. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, almost all the characters are real. Mm-hmm. Or all the, uh, yeah, pseudo biographical. Um, but yeah, I mean, this woman, I mean, she's in like The Wedding Singer, Patch Adams, Wedding Crashers. She's done voice uh, cartoons. Uh, she's still around? No, she died in 2015. Oh, no. The same year that this came that out. This came out, yeah. Oh. Well, the cut, the director's cut, yeah. Um, we've got Cameron Matheson as one of the other bartenders. Um, Heather, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. She's in Princess Diary movies. Oh, Heather Matazzaro. Thank you. I love um, her. And she was, uh, she, she was uh, Randy's uh, sister in Scream 3. And, was she? Yeah, and she, she was in. Walk when Walk does Scream out. come out? When is Scream oh. coming out? Oh, the, next year, uh, oh. February. Oh, that's not far. I know. I'm so so oh, excited. Yeah. I think it's the weekend before my birthday. <laughs> Early birthday present. Oh my god, is it really? Yeah, I think so. Oh shit, man! I'm um, really excited for that. She's in, uh, and she was in like Welcome to the Dollhouse and uh, Saved as well. But I I love her. Oh, She's- saved. Oh, we have yeah. to do saved. Oh my god, can we please? Yeah, for a forward flash, we have to do saved. Isn't that after two thousand? That is not a Bible, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> well, because of Macaulay Culkin of that too. Oh my god, yes. Oh my god, sure. I can't wait. We're doing Party Monster next week. I can't fucking right. wait. Um, I'm, I'm like, so, yeah, I'm so, so fucking stoked. I love Party Monster. But no, I mean, like I said, I mean, this is such a star-studded cast. Although I do have to say. I had an issue with having Nev Campbell in it because why? And I kind of still do. So this is the, my reason. Like she's such a great actress in my my opinion, right? Mm-hmm. And although 
isn't in a lot, a lot of stuff. Like I know she was definitely like a hot commodity back then too, because mm-hmm. she was still in Party of Five. She was in the Scream uh, movies. Uh-huh. I think she just wrapped up Scream Two before this. Uh, um, I have a note. I think why she might be in it, but go on. What in this movie? Oh, and yeah. Uh huh. Um, why? Because she's a Miramax girl. All oh, those movies are done by Miramax, that's, and that's true. I mean yeah. Harvey. We now Harvey Weinstein and, and his brother are producers of this film. They are the ones who massively recut this. And mm-hmm. there was an article in the Telegraph. There are six distinct films, I believe, that they were like cut that are completely different. And I think um, it's yeah. It, the The article is from let's see what year is it from? I think it was from like a book that was published, but the article was published in like two thousand like seventeen. I think it was well, when I, like all the allegations came out. Mm. So, yeah, he recut it. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if she was a Miramax girl then and a hot commodity, I just feel like her character was kind of wasted. Maybe she had to do like as in a Miramax girl. I mean, like she was in a lot of films they produce, not like anything mm-hmm. to do with Harvey Weinstein, yeah. but but like she. Maybe she had like, you know how Edward Norton was in the Italian job because it's like noted now it's public that because he was in a deal with Paramount Mm. and he had to do like three films for Paramount or like pay to get out of his contract. This might have been this kind of felt like a movie that she had to do. Like maybe she had a three picture deal and she was like, well, I don't want to do this. And they were like, well, you have to do 54. And she's like, "Ugh, okay. I don't know. Like, I mean, like, I mean they didn't dress her well a no yes yeah, in her. my opinion i didn't get her story although like i knew she played like some kind of like hot to trot hot to like, trot hot to trot like <laughs> our lives kind of soap op- opera actress right you're like a wannabe she, like, wanted to fuck or something but there wasn't anything else to it like yeah you know and then shane meets her up for like what coffee kisses her goodbye and then you don't see her until like the end where she like tries to get him to go in the car. And he's which like, is no, so, well, which is so weird because they're in the original. Here's another little tidbit that I remember in the original, after that kiss, the next scene is them bowling together and on a date. And they're talking about the that. business. Yeah. It's in the original one. They're talking about the business and she's talking about like, like he was saying like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to like sleep with people anymore. Like, I don't want to like do this to get a job. And she's like, come on, I'm in the business. Like, you know how things work. Oh wait, yes I do. Yeah. She's like, you know how things work. You've used your charms to get things you want. Like Mm -hmm. it's the same thing. And she was talking about meeting that guy, Roland, who I think Shane actually sleeps with in this uh, edition of the show or of the movie, he sleeps with Roland. But in this one, she was talking about like Roland is in like, you know, he's a producer. He knows Mm -hmm. all these people. And then they proposition him for a threesome, you know, where she's like, Roland wants to know if you want to come home with us. Like that's the guy, but they'd already talked about it in the bowling alley before. And she kind of said she wasn't going to do that because she was with Shane. But see, all that was left out because they didn't have any of their relationship in the movie, in the director's cut really, because it was trying to focus more on, I guess, Breckenmeyer or Greg and Anita and mm-hmm. Shane. Yeah. But yeah. Cause they remember when he tells, when he tells Greg like, Oh yeah. Like my almost girlfriend, Julie black. And he's like, what? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's because there was no context there. That scene I feel like didn't need to be in. And she could have been cut out of this film quite honestly in the director's yeah. cut. Yeah. Cause she didn't yeah. add that much. Yeah. I don't know. True. And I love disco Dottie. Like, she's fucking oh, she's amazing. so good and like, i love I, her like every time i see this movie i still weep a bit when i see her like pass out on the dance floor at the I end i know it's really sad 
so fucking sad. I know. It's just Very really like, ugh. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that wasn't in the original one. No, it wasn't. Yeah, when she said that, yeah. <laughs> there's know. there's so many. I was like, oh my god. Cost- Seriously, though, like, the costumes and the fashion is amazing. We'll get there in a second, but yeah, we'll get there. For all the disco music. Everyone who's everyone needs to see this fucking movie. Yeah, just see it. It's got like two soundtracks, right? It doesn't have like two CDs. It has two, two, yeah, two CDs. Yeah, it's all disco. Uh, mm-hmm. I went to see the '54 documentary in the theater. I went with Jai like a few years ago. Oh, nice. And it's. I think that one is actually on Netflix right now because the actual. I'm just so in love with Studio 54, like as a concept and as mm-hmm. it's actually yeah a documentary that's on Netflix called Studio. 54 it was a documentary from 2018 it's really good i suggest everyone go watch that because it was just a really incredible place where you really like he like they said and like steve says in it like you can dance with anyone they had all these celebrities dancing with like people who were mechanics and people who would like never ever be in that upper echelon it was all just like granted you had to make it past the door but it was kind of like this haven you know so that's one of my other questions and maybe you can answer this for me in, in my notes is that so the club mm-hmm. uh, according to um steve mike myers character um this is a club for everyone who's everyone and it doesn't uh no uh what is it no sex hang-ups no racial hang-ups or whatever just yeah yeah you are just be but beautiful then, be a beautiful person be beautiful yeah <laughs> that's in the door like I read an article, I can't remember from where, so unfortunately my source is awful. Um, but, um, allegedly. Alleged, <laughs> allegedly. Um, but Cher was quoted that she was unable to get in the first time. What? Yeah, and also like Mick Jagger was able to get in, but his bandmates, they all had to pay to get in. I think I've heard that story for some reason. Like, <laughs> Really? I know that sucks. Like I think I actually, yeah, I don't know why I've actually heard that somewhere. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, if you're advertising this big, huge club to be everybody who's everybody, and <laughs> dude, <laughs> I mean, welcome to capitalism. Welcome to this America. <laughs> like you can do whatever the fuck you want. You this know what I mean? Like true. you can let in whoever you want. But like I remember, I mean, just watching this movie, like I miss clubs so much. Like I miss uh, I know, Nation right? in DC. I miss Town from DC. Like this reminded me of Nation so much, especially yeah. the time I was there. I saw this artist, and I can't, uh, what is her name? Christine W. If you've ever heard of her, she's no, like who's that? she's like a <clears throat> she's like a techno dance pop version of Britney Spears. Oh, okay. If that makes sense. Um, I mean, some people might fight me on that and be like, I don't know what this black man is talking about. <laughs> but, um, that's what comes to my mind. So, okay. <laughs> but I mean, me just going in for the first time, I'm like, holy shit. I take off my shirt like everybody else, just like Ryan Phillippe did. And um, just had the time of my life. I didn't do all these drugs and whatnot because Jewish people have enough problems of their own without sniffing something up their nose. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, oh my apparently, god apparently my first night and i think it was with my ex-boyfriend john if you remember him oh yeah oh we were just um, talking about him the other day oh yeah. oh yeah. you and me yeah we were or oh, maybe it was like I, a few weeks ago yeah. Oh, yeah um but i apparently got into a fight that night 
because I woke up and my knees were all scabbed up. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck? What were you doing? But, I mean, I even remember, I this is a side note, when we took a trip to LA and oh. you ended up getting a massage oh and then ended up going out to some fucking club and then like almost breaking your foot and the next day oh we were right. like cedar side eye. I was like, this is, this is like a fucking episode of like Sex and the City. It really I'm like, is. It I really is. Just, I have no <laughs> idea what happened. Like my... Like my foot got roofied or something. I know, right? I was like, what the fuck? Like, so oh funny. Oh my god. Oh, that yeah. Oh, and then I have to quote another um article uh that I read on Google, if I can. I love I I I liked it. I like this quote, but um they describe this movie as a hedonistic wonderland of fluid sexuality, drugs, celebrity, and outright insanity. Is that the real fifty four? They were just describing the movie. Oh, yeah, that would be the director's cut, right? Like sexual fluidity, because there was none yeah. of that in the original um, one. But I don't know if that was like they were making a good quote or a bad quote, but like I think that sums it up because that's what 54 was. Totally. And I loved every bit of it. And just seeing all the documentaries, all the clips on YouTube today, I was just like, wow. This is fucking amazing. There's so many cool things that happen. Like the last party had like Diana Ross like singing over the crowd, like mm-hmm. Blitz, totally trashed. It's in this book, um, the, the Last Party. It's also in the documentary. It's just like there's so much crazy cool shit. Like Drew Barrymore used to go there as like a kid. Uh huh. Yeah, well, like it's just like Andy Warhol. <laughs> yeah, there's also a great Disco Sally clip on YouTube from this Vanity Fair article. She also mm-hmm. had like a 25 year old boyfriend and manager. Like she was fucking it. She was apparently um, Disco Sally was like a like a retired like Jewish lawyer woman who just went completely like oh yeah a tiny seventy seven year old lawyer named Sally Lipman yeah was um, mourning the death of her husband when she happened upon the disco scene and it changed her life that's what happened it was I was like oh my god and they said she was this is what Mark Fleischman wrote inside this book um, about Disco Sally she was a retired Jewish lawyer who became a judge and suddenly went crazy due to the combination of cocaine and the Studio 54 effect but back in the day she would dance non-stop from midnight to 5 a.m. many nights a week taking only bathroom and cocaine breaks a tiny 77 year old lawyer named Sally Lippman was mourning the death of her husband when she happened upon the disco scene and it changed her life dressed in tight pants and high top sneakers she became disco Sally, a star of Studio 54 and Xenon, who draw an audience of adoring fans as she got down on the dance floor. And then there's a video of her. <laughs> it's so amazing. Like, it's so fucking cool. That's so funny. <laughs> it's so cool, right? Um, also, I forgot to more people that are of, of note in this is did you mention Sherry Stringfield from no. ER, who's um Mike Myers, Steve Rubell's like assistant or accountant? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 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 she's in it, and Lauren Hutton is in it. She's the one that's Liz Van Gelder who has that fancy society party. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, where, where she's like, "You sly puss, bringing mm-hmm. the bartender to dinner." Yep. And then we have Erica Alexander who works in the coat check, who's in Living Single. Oh, I love her. Yeah, and she was also in like uh, the Cosby Show, and I think oh, like yeah. Different World. Yeah, mm-hmm. like she was really cool. So, so yeah, that's a. Uh, Let's get into, I guess, behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you want me to go first? Or do you yeah, you go to... first. Yeah, I have okay. all the technical shit. Um, like you said earlier, Ryan Phillippe was not a fan of the film uh, as he didn't yeah, like when the it came out. the film of the bulk of its sexual uh, and drug-taking content. 
Yeah, because what did he what did he do right before this? Was he okay? I'm gonna look. That, I know what you did last summer, or was that after? I think no, no, no. That was definitely before. Before. Yeah, so I'm trying to think. Is this when he was like at his peak? Uh, Cruel Intentions was after this. After. He was already with Reese, I think. Hmm. Um. Anything between. No, he wasn't. Homegrown was between this, but I don't know what that is. Ninety-eight. Yeah. Mm. Oh shit, he's in nowhere in ninety-seven too. I don't know. With that uh, that fucking Greg Rocky film, he's with Heather Graham. He has that twin. I I don't think I've seen that. You've seen the movie like one time because I made everybody watch oh. Nowhere, but you probably haven't seen it in years. It's on YouTube. I will talk about Nowhere Forever. It's one of my top five favorite movies of all time. Gregor Rocky. I do remember. Yeah. Love. It's the one that has everyone. It's the one that has like James Duvall and Rachel True from The Craft and like fucking like Mina Suvari and like uh, everyone. Like everyone's in that. Yeah. yeah. It's, oh okay. my God. Everyone just go watch Nowhere right now and then after this. Because, yeah, Ryan Phillippe's in that too. He's uh, dating Heather Graham in that movie. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then he did, yeah, I know what he did last summer. So that's basically what he, where oh, he was okay. at that point. Yeah. Um, like I said earlier, most of the characters portrayed in the film are slightly based on the real life people who either worked at the club or attended it back in the late 70s, so early cool. 80s. Um, Mark Christopher, the director, spent about five years writing and researching the disco era and Studio 54 in order to do the film justice. Um, Even though the movie was set in New York City, the majority of the film was actually shot in Toronto, Ontario in 97. Yeah, Yeah, I've heard that. Which was crazy to find out. Um, The additional uh, photography was shot in New York City, though. So oh yeah, was, you can tell the streets and stuff. That was almost like a tease. Like, why not just shoot the rest in New York? Totally like, expensive. I, I, I bet the fucking yeah, uh, yeah, the permits and stuff. There wasn't that, that much that wasn't that couldn't have been shot inside. Yeah, yeah, it's well, basically I mean, they, the have, they have studio like space. Yeah, but it's expensive. I you need that. all that space. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. You can make it look like it and just the outside bar- parts you just film outside. Yes. Um the disco era was covered in this uh that was covered in this movie spans from the summer of 79 to 81. Oh yeah, okay. Um, just in, in case people were confused, I was a little confused. Um <laughs> It was till 81 in the original cut. In this one we actually end in 1980 when he was arrested. Oh yeah. So these the notes that are on IMDb for trivia basically pertain to the original Mm. cut in some of Mm. them. Um, But yeah, like that has to do with the original because they have that like a year later they have that party, but that's not in the director's cut. Yeah, Um, James Marsden was considered for the role role of Shane. How do how do you think that would be? I I can't see that at all. I mean, James Marsden, Cyclops, original X Men, like oh fucking Teddy on Westworld. I find him like really hot he was also in the notebook he's hot but can he play shane i don't know i don't think so yeah okay was there anyone else that was considered for it um not that i saw Dolph lundgren was considered the role of greg (laughs) really no way when i think of Dolph, i think of like any of those soldier movies back in the day or he-Man Masters of the Universe live action. So. Yeah, or he reminds me. Yeah, I was gonna say, or he reminds me of like uh, the 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 guy that like Bart likes in The Simpsons, right? Who, like makes like the Arnold Schwarzenegger, whatever his name is. <laughs> oh, I can't, I can't see that at all. Like, no. I'm so glad they went with who they went with. And, oh, thank and, God. I don't, I don't know. Like Breckenmeyer, Like the more I see him in things, He's I just so find cute. him so 
okay, not on hot, hot status, but like cute. Like I want to, I just want to cuddle him. Oh, he's really cute. I do like him. I like that he's like tiny. I think it's really cute. (laughs) Um, The movie and uh, one last note is the movie was filmed in the actual Studio 54 on West 54th Street. Yeah, that's really cool. I have to say. Um, What are yours? Okay, so one of the notes on IMDb's trivia section I find really interesting. There are a few, um, which I actually noted that I thought when I was watching the movie that Ryan Phillippe re-recorded his voiceover in the director's cut. Because I was like, he sounds older. (laughs) When it opened, I was like, that's not how he sounded in the other director's (laughs) cuts or in the other one. So that is one, one difference. Also, there's one that says Selma Hayek confessed that she wished she hadn't made the film as she felt her part was completely underwritten, even though she said it garnered her a lot of attention. So that's really interesting. I do. I do wish they, they did more with her. I do too. I also love Selma Hayek. I think she's so fucking cool. I think before this, she'd done, uh, what is that movie from Dust Till Dawn? Wasn't that? That was also Miramax. Oh God, that's right. I forgot she was in. Yeah, that was 97, I think. Uh-huh. And she, yeah, she's just so fucking cool. Um, it was another like Miramax film too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was like, oh my God, this is so fucking crazy. Like um, that, that she wishes she didn't do it. But I, I do wish that they gave her more of like, she just felt like, yeah, she just felt like this kind of play thing. She was like mm-hmm. in the middle of the two guys. And like he, yeah, I don't know. It just kind of felt a little weird. So then this is a a note about the recutting. So Mark Christopher, who's the writer director, um, turned in his original cut in early 1998. The studio reaction to this rough cut was very positive, but two preview screenings in Long Island proved disastrous. Audience complains that none of the characters were likable and found much of the gay content uncomfortable. In particular, the kiss between Ryan Phillippe and Brecken Meyer yielded a negative reaction, with viewers complaining that neither actor seemed comfortable in the scene. Miramax head Harvey Weinstein ordered extensive reshoots to alter the plot, removing most references of to Philippi's character's bisexuality, expanding Nev, role's, um, Nev Campbell's role as a love interest and adding a new ending. Ultimately, the, the film didn't fare better with critics or audiences, it said, um, but the original cut became something of a legend among film enthusiasts, much like how we mentioned in Disturbing Behavior. Mm-hmm. which we know there's a copy floating out there, which I think Somewhere. this was the I... same. Yeah, people knew there was the original 54, and they were like, what the fuck? I want to see it. We are dying for the original cut yeah. of Disturbing Behavior. Like, dying. It needs to come out now. Like, Snyder <laughs> needs to literally, like, Zack Snyder, who redid Justice League to get real nerdy for, like, a hot minute. Yeah. They need to... This needs to be a catalyst, because Davis... or Is it David Ayer or Davis, the guy who did Suicide Squad? Mm-hmm. He is also petitioning for the original Suicide Squad that he cut because they fucked that up in some kind of test audience because there was way more Jared Leto Leto Joker in the original film. Yeah, and he got so pissed. So I would be pissed too if I'm like this massive actor that you're using to push me to get people to see the movie and then he's barely in it. Like, I mean, and he was in like a side character. He wasn't even with the rest of the group. He was like over there. But yeah, so I think this needs to happen now. I would like a, a Quentin Tarantino. That fucking Once Upon yes. a Time in Hollywood is like a 10-hour movie. I think he said there was like a 10-hour cut. <laughs> it's like... Wow. That's so it's like, I need to watch that. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, fuck, man. I saw it in the theater. Yeah. So good. Yeah, it's really good. I really like that. I, I'm I'm definitely going to do that with uh, uh for like Forward Flash at some point because it's really okay. recent. Yeah, but it's, it's so good. I, I'm a Tarantino fan. 
but um but yeah uh that is insane that those test audiences were like ew no take out this gay content what the fuck i mean (laughs) so because after so when i saw the director's cut the first time last night um with all the films that were in my head gayer back then like like, billy's hollywood screen kids sexual content and everything right like (laughs) come on like First of all, you don't test this in a mall. Like Yeah, and like, but they wanted it to be like that's what Ryan Phillippe also said in this clip with Howard Stern is mm-hmm. that he said that they cut it because they wanted it to be like a cinema, like a mall movie that like I guess mm-hmm. parents could go oh, to. <laughs> yeah. What? I don't know. Yeah. Like, God. Well, so my particulars here are IMDB scores this as five point eight out of ten. Mm-hmm. Kind of got like a little bit of a this is kind of a slump, which I think is the original one. I don't think that means that's the director's cut because there's only one page on IMDb for 54. Um, They do mention that there is another cut, but there's no separate page for it. Rotten Tomatoes gives it fucking 15%. What? Yeah, which I'm assuming that is probably the original one. I don't think that's the director's cut. Mm. I couldn't find if there was a... uh, I'm actually going to look right now. 54 directors cut rotten tomato because i i was just like wait really i was like that's kind of crazy um yeah no there's only the original one the the first one so that's why it has a low score the critics or audience score i mean is 33 percent, so it's not even that much higher which i found kind of shocking the budget's 13 million and it's got to be for the costumes and the set yeah. and all that because i can't imagine what else it would be box office 16.7 worldwide so it didn't tank but i think it tanked in according to what they thought i think they probably thought this would make like 70 million mm-hmm. at least um or maybe at least 50 but yeah the fact that it made 16.7 that's not not that crazy that's not that crazy of a thing in the original film uh, original meaning the theatrical cut this is the film debut of michael pitt one of my favorite actors he is a boy in selma hayek's dance class which you do not see at all in this movie but she's a dance instructor and he's one of the like the goofy like guys in her dance class that so she's teaching how to dance so that kind of sucks that he's not in this one which i find annoying but whatever that's fine and um apparently cheryl crow is in this movie yeah, I saw that. Like, but I, where? Did you see her? I, I, no. Yeah. It's also really weird, too, that they never mention Ian Schrager, who is the co-owner of Studio 54, along with Steve Rubell. Yeah, I think they didn't want, like, allegations because... Like, lawsuit it, or something? Uh, yeah, it could be a lawsuit. Oh, okay. Like, um, it's just... A wrong depiction of character or some shit. Like oh, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they are using someone, like, who is real but yeah yeah, right god that's so fucking weird yeah um and then apparently the warhol painting in steve's bedroom is seal award really yeah mm -hmm, that's also listed as the one of the notes which i find funny and michael york makes a cameo who's also in powers (laughs) yeah he's the one who's like shabbly at the bar Oh, he's wow. like, hey, Shabley. And they so were just in Austin Powers together. <laughs> and it's so funny because, like, earlier today, was it? Um, I didn't know that Mark Ruffalo was in this. Oh, that's right. Fucking A. We forgot yeah, to mention that Mark Ruffalo's in this. Yeah. yeah. We totally forgot. He's one of Shane's friends along with uh, Dominic Lombardi. 
who's yeah, the other he's friend? Like long hair and stuff. Yeah. Uh huh. He's so cute. <laughs> I love when he's in the line. He's trying to get in, and and he's like, "Oh, do, do my, I wore my my cousin's platforms. They made me look taller. Do I do I look taller?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh, he's so cute. I love him." There's also That's one cool. guy in there that looks like he's one of the guys who was like one of the friends when they were sitting around like at the diner when they were like what'd you get he oh, looked okay. like one of the guys that was on queer as folk mm. which he could have been also ron jeremy was also in this too what um what? yeah he was uh, who's also now like i think on trial for like a bunch of like sex crimes too of course. <laughs> uh, look that up yeah of course right no he he actually is in one of my favorite quote scenes because it's erica alexander and he's like at the coat check and he's like just look for it and she's like do you oh, know yeah. how many black leather jackets with poppers and a cock ring in the back we got back here <laughs> that was one of my quotes too <laughs> yeah well, like that's the guy. Him. yeah is that's that him he's the one asking for the coat so yeah <laughs> so funny that's one of my favorite quotes ever um i don't know if i'll be able to put that one on as the title i think itunes might strike that down in the censors because right. of like uh poppers and a cock ring i don't know if that is allowed to be like on there I mean, have you tried like any other risque titles? Yes, I wrote when I said for the title of episode 31, which is the one on 10 Things I Hate About You, the title yeah. of it is What Is It Asshole Day? Yeah. You know, when he hits the car and they started out. They started out. No way. Yeah. So I feel like I don't want to test it with a title. I could probably put it, I think I can put it in the description, but I don't know if I can do it as a full title. I could do it on, on like fashion grunge, like dot com, mm-hmm. you know, that's fine. But um, yeah, that would be my my favorite like favorite a quote. What? Yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna name this one. Um, I do. I thought that blood, blood on my needle point would make it, but that's not. how I made it through. I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, yes, cool. Um, that's about all I have for for notes. I mean, basically, the big notes are that this was a hot mess, and they re-edited it and to make it like I like the original one. I'm not gonna say I like one more than the other they're kind of completely different but yeah, i like yeah. that there's an option to watch what he intended i like that so i think i think yeah, that's yeah, really okay. cool. yeah okay. but the original one i think is good so yeah. all right so let's move on to fashion ellen lutter is the fashion uh costume designer here yes and i so absolutely good. love like i said love 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 everything that she uh that ryan Phillippe wears from the gas attendee jumper. Oh, in the yeah, beginning. with that bad shake-and-go wig. <laughs> with that bad shake-and-go wig. Like, I call it the Farrah Fawcett with curly hair wig. Yeah, that was. Um, it was like a busted one, though. To, like, the 70s white flared pants in the beginning. Um, his what I call cowboy outfit he wears when going into Steve's office. Oh, and that's when Steve goes like, oh, that should be illegal. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it, it totally should. He looked like too good in that. I mean, yeah, it looked, looked like he was going to bust out his ass in that. And then he looked like he was about to strip down at secrets. <laughs> like, you know, or in uh, Magic Mike, he's like in the twink edition of Magic, Magic Mike. Like three, please. Like, he needs to be in chorus folk he he would have yeah. been a good justin i have to he say yeah. he would have made a good justin i feel like he he totally has that vibe and that like Great. you know what i mean Great. like i feel like he would have made it oof good that was a missed opportunity casting for us I, I do love randy harrison who played justin in uh the only chorus folk that matters they're doing a fucking reboot god knows why we don't talk about her <sighs> right i think julia lewis is gonna be in the i don't know her <laughs> i don't know her Oh God! Oh God! Um, I love uh, Ryan Philby's, uh first bartending outfit with like the knee high socks. 
I then, just have a note about the all of the the men's outfits in yeah. Studio Fifty Four, and I think they're genius <laughs> to differentiate the bus boys with tube socks and like two short short satin camp counselor oh, shorts. Right. The bus boy first, then the yeah, yeah, the bus boy, and yeah. then the bartenders who are literally just shirtless with yeah. uh, jeans. Mm-hmm. And that, like tight jeans, and then I love that they're festive bow ties. Like, what <laughs> in the Chippendale <laughs> disco is this? I like, I love it. I feel like this is what I would also do if I went to bar. I would have like a Hooters type bar, but only men mm-hmm. working there. Like, I like the um, I like Ryan's uh, uh, what is it? The striped shirt he wears with the tight jeans after he gets the haircut. After he's oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, also in the beginning of the movie, everything Disco Dottie wears is incredible. The glasses, the sunglasses, the glasses, I love. The pink top, um, the wig that she kind of, it's a very reminiscent white version of Scary Spice's like horns. <laughs> when she, when she, you know, when, when she grabs his face and she goes, how about the best fuck of your life? Yeah. And apparently the real woman had like a 25 year old boyfriend. I was like, yeah, go on girl. That's- Girl. So I mean, awesome. Um, I love Cela Ward's black dress, which I think is made of velvet, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it looks like it is, yeah. Or it looks like it is. It's breathtaking. Like even with her hair up done uh up due and everything. She um, looks like Nev Campbell's mom. She really she does. looks so like <laughs> much like her, you know what I mean? Like they have the same like style and the hair, and like, yeah, just like this, yeah, the whole vibe. They just look very or maybe like not older sister, I think mom. Isn't maybe, she? maybe mom, yeah. Yeah, maybe like young mom. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> like, everyone's like, she's like 35 in that movie. I'm like, <laughs> get a hold of this podcast and be like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, what <laughs> the fuck? I'm like, well, you already were the first lady, so I, I mean, mean you right. <laughs> like you would have been old <laughs> enough to have a kid point of no return. Yeah. <laughs> um, everything Summer Hayek wears is adorable. From, like, I love her it. Pocahontas outfit to like her disco number with the beaded headdress. Oh, so cool. I, and that I fucking fur coat she has on in the end oh, over it when she comes so out. I mean, I know we don't wear fur now, but in the 70s they did, and it looked hey, amazing. I could, if I could get a faux fur version of that. I, I know, know, like that looked fluffy, like Christmas very. Is coming up, people. So uh, <laughs> my address is. <laughs> and I'm like, send it. Send it to this uh, P.O. box. Right. <laughs> Do you have a P.O. box? No, I don't. People don't send me more. shit. I know, so that people can send shit. Yeah, no, there's nothing I want but like movies. I want screeners of movies. You don't want a dead rabbit's foot uh, suddenly appearing in your mailbox? No, thank you, Joker. No, thank you, Mr. Joker. I'm going to be like, I'm I'm now turning into that Viola Davis gif of like grabbing her purse and just walking away. Like, like I, I use no. that gif like all the time. Oh, my God, it's so good. That or like a Nini, uh, a Nini uh, gif from Real Housewives. Cause, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, totally. Um, like, no, ma'am. <laughs> I also love uh, Salma Hayek's uh, blue onesie thing when they go back to her and Breckenmeyer's apartment at the end. Oh, yeah. It's like, really I don't, cool. is, is it a onesie? I think it's a onesie. Is it? It's like made of jean jacket material. Oh, yeah, it is denim. I guess it is like a onesie. It's like a you pull it on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it is a onesie. I, I, I freaking love it. I mean, she's got... She's amazing. Like her She's haircut, amazing. Her I love haircut, her. Even though very flat, was very cool for her. I love uh, when she had it flipped up at the party. Yes. She had the ends kind of flipped up. I thought mm-hmm. that was really cool. Yeah. And then like Breckenmeyer, like, I, I, I mean, I only have like one note of fashion for him because, I mean, he was in the shorts most of the time. 
which uh-huh. I'm not complaining. Not complaining at all. Travis Birkenstock. Um, anyway, <laughs> I get two thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. Two <laughs> fun thumbs up. Fine holiday fun. <laughs> um, I love his gray hoodie with the big red strip across the chest and the He's like so heart. now I'm like really into Brecken Meyer. He's like so am. cute. He's, He's like Seth Green. He's friends with Seth Green, you know. Oh yeah, didn't they do robot chicken together? Yeah, I think so. They're friends from Philly. Like they're both from Philly. Mm -hmm. They're like old friends. Yeah. Yeah, He's kind of like in the pussy posse that Leo has with his friends. But you know the the pussy posse that's like Leo, Toby (laughs) McGuire, um Evan Connolly. Yeah, this article in in 90s Vanity Fair, this woman called them that because they were just getting girls. Like they didn't they didn't make up that name that a woman did for them, like a journalist. Um and I think Lucas Haas. Do you know Lucas Haas? Mm-mm. Um, he's in like random stuff, but the four of them were like buddies and they were like going around young Hollywood together or whatever. Um, yeah, that's what they were called. But I think Seth Green, Brecken Meyer, and there's some other actor from Philly are like their own version of that. Like they all kind of hang out together. I love it. Yeah, I love it, right? Yeah, you li- literally everybody Google Pussy Posse Leonardo DiCaprio, you'll see yes. it. It'll come up. <laughs> Yes. yes. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah, I'm actually gonna Google it right now because it's totally it's totally what it is. If you are offended by anything we say, we are not sorry. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, no, I'm totally not sorry. I didn't come up with that fucking name. There's actually an, an article from Complex in November of 2015 saying the unauthorized history of the pussy posse. <laughs> it's the first thing that comes up. Yeah. There's a lot of things about it. So yeah, I'm, I'm not it's it's a piece of pop culture. 90s 90s pop culture people so but that's all i have what do you uh, over fashion yeah, yeah um i just wrote 70s fashion man all of the costumes in the club those those two people that have that checkered face paint yes they're in I the beginning that. like i love the whole sequence when i mean it's one of my favorite scenes but it has to do with fashion is when shane first steps into the club and you just see all of the crazy outfits and it's just in this completely new world it's just so fucking cool like everything about it. I, I really like that. And as I mentioned before, the uniforms for the staff are amazing. <laughs> I love the male uniforms. And I love that the women can wear whatever the fuck they want. Right. It seems like they're not policed. And it's kind of amazing that these guys like are all super hot and wear like jeans that like all the way down to their fucking V's. Like it's great. Thank you. Thank you, Mark Christopher. <laughs> like for or Ellen Letter, really, for choosing that. Um, Greg, I feel like I wrote that he has a very like athletic vibe, like 70s athletic vibe. He wears those polo shirts and like white jeans when he was mm-hmm. going to pick up the drugs from that guy on the in the alley. Um, and then I have Anita. I love that red halter dress she has on. I think she has it on in Anita. It's one of the ones that she has on in like it's like a burgundy or oh, like a yeah. dark red. I think she has it on one of the early scenes. It's one of the first things you see her in. It's really fucking cool. Um, I love that black dress she has when she fucks Shane in the bathroom. Yeah. It's like kind of has like fringe on the front. It was such a weird scene with Mike Myers watching. And the fucking bathroom attendant. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, that was not in the original one. They never actually had sex in the original one. I think it looked like they were flirting and Greg saw them. But there was never actually anything that happened. And that was really fucking sketchy when, yeah, when... It was so weird. Especially when she told Shane, like, he's here. And he's like, it's okay, let him watch. It's his bathroom. And then she was like, ew. And that's when she was like, ah. And she, like, busted out of there. She was like, no. I was like, yeah, that's weird, dude. Like, Mm -hmm. why would you say, like, that's okay? Like, no. 
but um yeah it's super fucking weird i love the oh shane i just love that like really tight black shirt and the brown pants like i forgot what oh, he's mm-hmm. doing i love the fucking christmas where <laughs> like the christmas oh, outfit where he's in the magazine yes so hot like that happy trail yeah Mm. Mm. that is a crime it's it's like it's he's so hot i just can't i can't with with old with 1990 lips like i mean he's yeah killers ladies no they are absolutely not they were like that since everyone was swooning in like 1993 that's literally what he was known for and what he (laughs) still is probably known for and how he's probably like just like literally knocking down girls from coast to coast like i'm i'm definitely sure of that like it has to be like it's unfair leo also another one that people thought he had like a really good pout ryan always had the pout that that was it i think a close second would be michael pitt michael pitt is like has another like really good pout too um, but yeah, God, I just love most of what Shane wears. I love his like platform shoes when he first is in the club. Yeah. And they're just a little heel and how he like step when he steps down and when he's like, Woo-hoo! and then everybody looks <laughs> at him like oh, that part. I, <laughs> I love it. It's like polyester shirts. I love it. Um, and then my last note is I really love Steve's outfit when he asked to suck Greg's dick and he's wearing like that red polo and that like Navy sweater over it. And he's wearing like those seventies, like Nike sneakers and like really seventies jeans. And he rolls around in the money (laughs) and throws up in it. (laughs) Yeah. And like spits in it and it's like, yeah, take the money. Yeah. It's, it's really funny um i love that he just asked greg like you really are that straight wow okay (laughs) it's like that's weird and i love that he's just so like the thing is if greg is so hesitant on that then why is he so easily getting into a relationship with shane in this new one right you know what i mean it feels like he's that's (laughs) (laughs) i know right like it's so crazy like it's just like he's like i know i'm sorry and he's like i want to suck your cock (laughs) so weird and he's like uh i'm married and uh, she's waiting he's like wow you wouldn't even do that for a fucking job okay obviously shane was like sure (laughs) whatever um which i found find really funny okay cool so music or do you have any more fashion notes? That's pretty much all I have. No, no, no. That's all I have. Cool. Um, music. Hold on to my music. I mean, disco. <laughs> Amazing. The house down boots. Like, like <laughs> the, the disco, the house down boots. Like, <laughs> right. Everything. Uh, like, I mean, Keep on Dancing by Gary's Gang. Um, the Boss, Diana Ross. Uh, Dance, Dance, Dance by Chic. Um, oh, my God. There's so many, so many songs. You Make Me Feel Mighty Real by Sylvester. Who was like the gay icon? One of really? the gay icons back then. Yeah. Um. What is that one? I'm just a love machine, and Ain't I won't work for nobody but you. but you, hey baby. Yeah, that. I'm just saying. a love machine. Yeah. Um, and then, oh my God, like this is this song uh, by Candy Statton. Um. I got my mind made up. No, is it my mind made up? What is that? Oh, Young Hearts Run Free. Sorry. Oh, yeah, the one that they like, redid for Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. <laughs> that fucking movie. I, I literally thought the other day that 
I, because I feel like it's been so long, but I'll probably do it if we're still doing this five years from now that I want to go back and like revisit the other ones because I changed the format. Like the sound was really bad on like the Days and Confused episode. And that's such a massive movie to me. And I feel like I didn't do it justice now that I'm like more into what I'm, you know, talking about and reviewing. And I'm like, I need to go back. Like, I want to go back to the first, like, five and, like, redo them and just do a revisited or something. Because oh, yeah, I just yeah. really want to talk about Days and Confuse again, like, in a bigger way. Mm-hmm. Um, and Romeo and Juliet, I would totally talk again about <laughs> because it's just, like, also when it's also a good thing to revisit, too, when new things come out about. Because now we're approaching, like, 20th or 25th anniversaries on a lot of these. So they do, like, behind the scenes and they do, like, extra stuff that they do for reissues. So I guess that will be something like to do when they do like this, like we're doing the director's cut, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But basically, yeah, the director's cut, which is cool. They need a director's cut for everything these days. I swear to God. Everything. I want to know literally everything. I want a director's cut for like the crow. Oh my God. Like, I don't think there was one. I don't, I think it was always one cut, but I want to see like everything. I there was at one point. I don't, oh. I don't remember. I don't think so. Mm. I know that he died in the middle of production, so I don't think there was a specific yeah, way uh, that they yeah. recut it, but mm. I just want to see more footage. Like, I just want to yeah. see more mm-hmm. Brandon Lee footage, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, sorry, so keep going on your music. Oh, no, no, no. So um, the end credit song, If You Could Read My Mind, um, mm-hmm. that's uh, Amber. She's, oh. like a, uh, she's like a techno Britney as well, I guess. Oh, cool. Uh, she, she was everywhere back in, in the 90s, too. Um, if you could read my mind. So I don't know why they put it in a 70s movie, but I mean, she was a hot commodity in the 90s. So was that like a 70s song that she just did the cover of? I don't know if that was a cover. Oh, is that hers? That if you could read my mind? That has yeah. to be old. No, performed by Stars on 54. Stars on 54. Yeah, I did that. Oh, song, I guess right? it is a cover. Yeah, I think it's like the 54 All-Stars or something like that. I've never heard the original. Okay. But, I mean, I love that song. And it is done by drag queens all over the United States. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it's a staple. Oh, Oh, okay. It's It's like Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive. Basically. (laughs) There's another staple. (laughs) Wow. I mean, there's so many. There's like... uh, What are the new staples? Do people do like Demi Lovato's Cool for Summer? Uh, I would do that if I was a drag queen. No. What was that other Demi Lovato that was like... Skyscraper? Was, was that what it was called? It used to be Skyscraper. I there love was that song. another one that was like Champion, something Champion. Oh, what about... What is it? Confidence? Confident. What's wrong it. with being confident or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's another staple. Right now, it's all like Kelly Clarkson and that freaking... Kelly Clarkson? Robot. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, what's that song from The Greatest Showman? Um, oh, I know what you're talking about. I didn't see that movie, but I know what you're talking about. Though. Yeah. I remember and, that song from it. No Ariana Grande? Mm, not really. No. no. Ariana Grande. Well, in the drag world, anyway, Ariana Grande is kind of over. Is she? I, I could be wrong, but in this area, please. Oh. In this area, <laughs> I have not seen an Ariana Grande performance in like a year at least oh wow okay <laughs> <Me> too. <laughs> oh okay and i've been around the block so <laughs> <laughs> wait was she in scream queens yeah like she was in a, it? oh my god yeah yeah she she had one of the funniest scenes because like the killer's in front of her and she's one of these texters where she's like oh my god you're gonna kill me and he's like 
texting. Oh, he's texting her like in front of her. He's like, I'm going to kill you now. Okay. Okay. Oh my God. That's so funny. I think I need to revisit screen Queens because when I f- first saw it, I was kind of like not into it. Yeah. And now I feel like I'll be into it. <laughs> I, think- I never finished it. Is it, it's done, right? Like they didn't get renewed. Oh, yeah, Excuse me. Supposedly it's been rumored to come back, but I, oh. I don't, I don't know. Like I, I don't see how, but I have also never seen the ending. So, yeah. So it could possibly, it could possibly, maybe with Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> possibly, you never know. Screen Queens. Oh, Screen Queens is Ryan Murphy, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. You never know. That would be funny. Oh my god, I love Lindsay. Please come back. Please just come back and like kill these bitches. Like come back better than ever. Mm-hmm. Like I really want her to just yeah. It's just also I've been thinking all week because we did the Britney Murphy doc on Patreon and we did it a little bit on the feed too, the first half. And I was thinking how much I really need a more of the Britney Murphy Kirsten Dunst relationship. Because mm-hmm. there were like all these clips of them partying in LA in like 2000. And I was like, ah, ah, I love them. Mm-hmm. Like I want more of their relationship. Like that they had this like intense friendship. I want a documentary about the life of Kirsten Dunst because I love her. So much. I think she's oh, so Selma cool. Hike, Sorry, Selma Hayek actually did perform Lamento. That touched me like Lamento. tonight is the night I fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She did. Yeah, I did it on Shazam and it didn't pull anything up. That's awesome. Yeah, because I was like, this sounds like her voice. And I wondered if it, it would pull it up and it didn't. I was like, oh shit, I wonder if it is her. And then Heart of Glass by Blondie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wrote that one down. Uh-huh. Knock on Wood by Mary Griffin. Yeah. So a question mm-hmm. was when that lady performed Knock on Wood, was that supposed to be her? I don't know. Was she lip syncing? Yes. Oh, she was. Okay. I mean, yeah. most times they do for like, movies, to be a live performance. Was it supposed to be Mary Griffin? I don't know. I don't know what she looked like. Uh, but like, I loved how, um, I mean, this is not a musical note, but I loved how um, they had an Andy Griffith. I mean, uh, Andy Warhol. Andy um, Griffith. <laughs> Andy Griffith. Wow. Oh, oh, we have to do Factory um, Girl, too. Yes. Okay. So that was my question. That was also going to be my question for you mm-hmm. because I know you like Factory Girl. Mm-hmm. Was that supposed to be what's her face? Next Edie Sedgwick? Yeah. I don't think so. Didn't Edie Sedgwick die in like the 60s? Was it the 60s? Yeah, because this was open in the late 70s. Let me that's see. Right. Let me see when she was. No, there. but it, it looked like her. She died in 71, so I don't think that's her. I oh, think no, Studio 54, no, yeah. 79 through. Well, it didn't say when it was open. It just said what these. That's what this were. was, right? When did it open? I'm um, looking now. The original Studio 54 opened in. Let's see. Oh, wow. Because it was so many things before that. I That's think it was seventy seven. Oh, okay, so she, yeah, he, she would have been gone for six yeah. years. Yeah, he, so. just has a, he just has a type. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that that type of like girl. Girl. Like, yeah. yeah. He was. I love how, yeah. How, how Mike Myers like Steve was like. You like it down here. It's so brown. I know. It's gray. It's really brown. It's, gray. <laughs> it's like I love that Guy Pierce is my favorite Andy Warhol. Actually, second to Evan Peters in yeah. um American Horror Story. <laughs> but um yeah, I do I do like the depictions of of uh I, oh god, Guy Pierce is I think could have been up for an Oscar. I mean, okay. his was so good. In, but yeah, I mean, there's there's so many good. Um, if you like disco, like get both albums. 
It's on. It's probably on fucking Spotify at this point. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, you should buy it because Spotify is evil. But I mean, mm-hmm. everyone listens to it. I know they do. But it just. I guess. God, what are we gonna do? People don't buy music anymore. Like someone needs to create a more fair streaming service for musicians where everything is there. Because mm-hmm. now Spotify just has the market. You know, everybody just up like you have to upload there because that's just where all the audience is. Even with the podcasts, like you know what I mean, like. I wish that there was just more options or they could negotiate with, you know, the people, the musicians who are like making it, you know? Yeah. Or better and not get like such shitty revenue. So Mm -hmm. that sucks about it. But, but yeah, it's even if you don't know much about disco and you're younger than this era, cause we didn't even grow up in this era, but this back in the nineties, there was a resurgence of the seventies because it was 20 years back. Just like there was a resurgence of the seven of the nineties, like 10 years ago, like in the tens bracket is when we got more 90s shit because it was like in the past and we're still in the 90s because people still talk about the 90s. Um, but but yeah, so we were all into the 70s because we hadn't lived that era. We were like, oh, this is so cool. And, you know, wow, how different things were when we weren't around, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it's even if you don't even know anything about the vibe, check out the documentary and check this out because it's really cool. Yeah. But uh, what are, cool. do you have any music notes? Um, uh, I, my only other note that I have is the song Vertigo, Relight My Fire, which mm-hmm. is really good. Uh, Move On Up by Curtis Mayfield when he's like yeah. moving out of the house and he's like driving with his sister. I love that song. Native New Yorker by Odyssey is one of my favorite songs ever where it's Dottie like dancing where she's like, it's like says like, you know, young and pretty New York City girl. And she's like, and Dottie's like up on the stage. And it's like talking about like you grew up like riding the subway. And it's just really cool. It's like a total New Yorker song. It's called like I'm a native New Yorker. It's really cool. Um, Tonight I Fly, obviously. Yeah. I love that Hang On In There Baby. It's that song that Selma Hayek's like dancing with that guy. And there's like no one else on the floor. It's like after it's closed. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, hang like, on in there, baby. Her and Brecken Meyer have yeah. yeah, they had a fight. Yeah. And she's like dancing with this other guy and he tries mm-hmm. to grab her and she's like, fuck off. I'm not your slave. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, that. It's like that, that song I really like. And then, yeah, the other one's like, Tonight I Fly, If You Could Read My Mind. Like, but I love, I used to actually study to the Studio 54 album. Like, I That's used awesome. to put it on in my, in my <laughs> dorm because I had it on, on CD. Yeah. And yeah, it was so cool. So, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, right? Okay, so I know we're we're running uh, late. Not late, but we're running long on this episode. But that's cool. Um, so favorite scenes and lines. So I've got... I've got... Um, I, don't, I don't know what I'm going to title this episode. I've got four, four favorite scenes with quotes and one just quote, quote, um, that I like a lot. Okay, um, what's your first... So my first scene with quote is uh, the coat room scene toward the end, like you were saying earlier, between, uh, what's her name, Seal? Well, her character name, Seal. Is that her name? Uh, Erica Alexander? Yeah. It's like C-I-E-L. Oh, okay. I guess it's Seal. I don't know, but she was like, no ticket, no coat. And he's like, just look for it. (laughs) Do you know how many black leather jackets with poppers and cock ring and left pocket we got back here? (laughs) That's my favorite. Like you said, it was yours too, but... I was like, okay, I might as well just say it. You know? Yeah, yeah. it's like, I'll keep saying it. <laughs> like, also, this is maybe a double or triple scene because whenever Dottie comes to the bar, she's like, 
Sweet meat, sweet meat. Give Do- Disco Dottie her funky little treat. Hold <laughs> I her love it. For the drugs and then just like skedaddles off. I know, I love it. <laughs> and I love how like Steve comes up to her sometimes and he's like, it's slowing down out there. And then she right. puts her hand out and he like gives her some pills and she like walks away. <laughs> and then I love when um, also Disco Dottie says to Greg like, hey midget, I hear you've got some choice MDA. Yeah, well, that's goes, right, yeah. He goes, 20 each for you. 25 she goes eat me raw tom thumb i pay i don't never pay for my drugs she goes yeah i don't take medicare <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> and then she's like oh and she like walks away it's yeah. so funny and then like i also love the mini scene where it's in steve's office and uh the blonde guy i can't remember his name i guess it's like his bouncer oh yeah yeah you never yeah and, that is a real person yeah yeah and he's yeah, uh, he he, oh does he uh-huh Oh, is he? Really? And he says, but Steve, they were your cousins. And Steve goes, I don't care if they were my mother and father. They look like shit. They look like <laughs> shit. No, 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 no. Don't don't ever come to me like that. Right. <laughs> I love yeah. it. So good. Um, and then, of course, um, I said it earlier when Desco Dottie says, Merry Christmas, you cunt. Yeah. <laughs> She's so good. I just, I, I, I fucking love her. She's got like the best one-liners. She I does. mean, there, there, there's so many good quotes in this movie. But um, she just does it for me. I don't know. <laughs> she, yeah, she totally does it. I, I love it. I love her. She She's also, like, I love her, but she's also a scene stealer, like, in most of the movies that she's in. So Is she really? I, I think she is. She's so funny, though. I love her. Because it's like, you know how, like, you have your comedians, like, uh, Zach Galifianakis, you have... Um, I love Zach Galifianakis. No, Adam Sandler, but they all have those, those like funny one note, and you're like, okay, stop being this like comedic one note person. But I don't know something about Dottie or what whatever her real name is. I, I forget again. Um, it's like is it uh, Ellen? Uh, Ellen Albertini. Ellen. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whatever it is about her, it's just like I don't get tired of her. Yeah, she's really funny. Um, but those are mine. What are what are yours? Okay, my first one I think I mentioned earlier. It's when Shane just like gets into the club. Mm-hmm. Like I just love that when they first get there and like the whole front the whole front door scene, like outside, you see how crazy and chaotic it is, which it was. And my my first quote I wrote down is I want to title this the name of the episode, but I'm not sure. But it's not with that shirt. Hey, oh, yeah. I said not with that shirt. <laughs> That's my favorite uh, quote in the beginning. And when he gets in, I love how he just like wanders around. Like it's like a whole new world. It's just, it's just so cool. Like he just observes everything. You see all the outfits. You see Truman Capote. Oh um, yeah. He's in there. He got like a facelift or something. And, and because of your facelift, I've given you a couple of gifts or something like that. Yeah. And it's like this little angel little with, like, thing comes yeah, down. with like a mirror. And he's like, to make sure the lift sticks, I thought we should all knock on wood, <laughs> which is really good. Um, mm-hmm. And then my other favorite quote is when uh, Shane is like, when uh, Sherry Stringfield, like the ER uh, chick, but I don't know her name in this, where she's like, let me tell you about him. He's gorgeous. He's gorgeous. And then she like comes out in the hallway and she's like, look at him, look at him, take a look for yourself. And she, he's like, what's two plus two? And he's like, huh? And he's like, you're right. Yeah. He's gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite like um the what's two plus two huh yeah like that that's I my favorite it's so funny and i love that he's like 
Um, I love when at one point he's like, what sign are you? <laughs> and he's like, cancer. And he's like, cancer. Good people, cancers. And he's like, what do you think? And then she's just like, crabs. <laughs> and he yeah. like, looks at her. <laughs> and then starts laughing. And then he's like, hey, I want to put like two people on the list. Do they look like you? He's like, one of them's right. my cousin. And he's like, okay, kid, you want to understand something? Let me tell you. Right. <laughs> like, the like son of the nephew of Saudi Arabia, like, king of Saudi Arabia, comes here, flies around the world once a year, every day, every every year, and he like dances till the sun comes up. It makes him feel free. The only place in the world. So we have a responsibility here. And then he's like, they're my friends. And he's like, I repeat. Do they look like you? <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, fine, I'll put them on the list. And then you see like fucking Mark Ruffalo and Dominic Lumberzardi, uh, or Lumber Lumberdozy, I think maybe is how you say his name. And they're like, they got the haircuts. You see them like his his jersey friends, and they got the haircuts. Like yeah. Mark Ruffalo's hair is all slicked down, and they're just and they're like, yo, we should be on the list. Shane O'Shea, he works here. And then they like completely ignore them. Like, he just doesn't obviously never put them on the list or whatever. I think there's a voiceover in the original one where he says, like, Steve would always do stuff like that. You know, like, he would say he would do something and then he wouldn't. Or, like, and then I think he also mentions in the original one, there's a lot of backstory on the club as a whole. Like, there's more backstory on the IRS when you kind of find out why he got arrested. When in this one, they don't really explain that he'd Mm. been doing tax evasion. Like they show that one clip where he's on TV and he's like, what the IRS doesn't know won't hurt them. Oh yeah. Like, but you don't really know to the extent, but in the original one, there's a voiceover and talks about where the money goes. He's like, the bartenders take it from the cash drawer. Then they put it in like a fucking garbage bag and stick it in the ceiling. And then this guy comes and takes it to this guy, Tony, who has all the drugs. Like it's a whole operation, but you don't get any of that in this director's cut yeah and you also don't really understand like you also see the cops and i think the cops get tony in the original one who's the drug dealer and he like rats them out i think he tells them like that he's been getting cash from this club and blah 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 that's how they end up getting caught but you don't really see that in this one you all of a sudden just see the cops like roll up or like the fbi roll up to the club and they just get raided and you just don't really know i mean you know that it's probably shady but you kind of really know in the other one Mm-hmm. So I feel like they could have just maybe ex- like put these scenes in the existing one because there's still a lot of context that exists in the original one that you kind of don't know if you just watch this one. You know what I mean? Maybe you should watch the uh, original like theatrical cut and then watch the director's cut because you'll know like the backstory, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah, like we were saying earlier, like Nev Campbell's character doesn't make a lot of sense in this one, um, but she does in the other one. Because they recut it. There's a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely love like Steve and Greg at Steve's apartment when he propositioned him. That's one of my favorite scenes where he just says like, you know, you really are that straight. And he's like, no one your age gets married without trying to prove something. (laughs) I was like, okay. (laughs) Like, that's really weird. But I like that whole scene. Yeah. I thought that was really good. Like, I thought I thought they acted really well in that. Yeah, in that scene, I thought that like Brecken Meyer doesn't really get a lot of credit. I love when he's in <laughs> when he's in Go. I love that him and like James Duvall eat that awful shrimp, you know, in yeah. Go. And like I just yeah, in Go, he's just really funny and just so ridiculous. So they're all like driving to Vegas in the car and everything. And yeah, him and like Tay Diggs, like it's just great. Like I <laughs> we did an episode on Go a long time ago, so mm-hmm. go check that out. Yeah, it's it's a it's a great one. Um, the hot tub scene where you see like after. Shane is hooked up with Roland 
and you see him in the hot tub the next morning. Yeah. And you see him and Roland in the shot in the director's cut. Then you see him pan out to the woman. In the original one, you never see Roland sitting next to him. It's always him and that girl. Because it doesn't imply that he's ever hooked up with a man. Because mm-hmm. they have this montage in the original one of him and all these women's beds. Like, you just see Shane waking up in different women's beds. You also see, like, his ass in that, too. When he, like, gets up out of the bed. And it's always a woman. But in this one, they're spliced women and men. Like, you see that they're both. But in the original one, you don't, which I thought was really interesting. Um, yeah. Also, uh, my third favorite scene is the main one that was cut out is when Greg and Shane are downstairs in 54. There's a separate kind of mini club after party room downstairs in the basement. They also mentioned the layout of the club in the original one, which I find really interesting where they say like, he kind of mentions like, he's like, once you get in the door, like that's not all, that's not all there is. Like there are different levels to when you get in there. Like when you want to get in here, you want to go to the VIP booth because that's where the champagne is or the balcony where the best Coke was or the basement where the biggest stars hung out. They don't ever mention that, but the basement was a big deal in 54 and that's where all the big, big people hung out. And that's where he's down there with Greg. And that's when like all of them are down there, like Seal Ward's down there and Steve is down there and like a bunch of people and they're like, Oh, let's go upstairs. It's, it's boring. At least it's snowing upstairs. And that's when they're down there. And that's when they kiss. That's when, uh, Greg and Shane. And he's talking about like Shane starts crying that he has no one. And he's like, you know, you have Anita, like you're married. Like I don't have anyone. Like I left home, blah, blah, blah. And that's when they kiss. And I think that's the one that I guess people thought was awkward, but I didn't, but yeah, whatever. Um, But I like that where he says like, you've got us like, you know, like you're not alone. You've got us. I was like, Oh, oh, I love them. Um, (laughs) Which is is so funny. And then that weird bathroom scene where Steve is watching them. We already talked about that. It was really fucking weird. Yeah, it was really fucking weird. Then another uh, drastic difference was when Shane is like, after Shane sleeps with Anita and fucking Steve rats out to Greg that Anita and Shane hooked up and he saw them. Mm -hmm. And then that's when Greg tells Shane, like, what the fuck? You know, you're sleeping with my wife. You're a scam. Like, you know, you came in and tried to like get with my wife in my house. And then that's when Shane goes downstairs with Billy is Celia Ward's name, Billy. And he smokes like crystal meth, which was not in the original one. And then when he, it's New Year's, I think. Then when he comes up and he sees Dottie, it's all the visions are all fucked up, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that wasn't in the original one because I guess they took out a lot of that drug use but yeah, yeah I thought that was really crazy and then I was like holy shit I was like is he smoking crystal I was like damn um, and then yeah I love the end how they stay in together but I know we were mentioning how it would have been cool if they did that they could have still had that follow up scene yeah like that, that they had in the original one where it was like a year later and that's when I thought so. yeah, yeah. I, I like that that end part of that movie because you see that Steve knew it was over And it was like, he wanted to have, like, they let him have this one night, which is true. They let him have this one night to like close it out, but it was already dead because like, it just wasn't the same because the feds had already caught him and he was going to go to jail and like the vibe had already been broken, but it was kind of like this sad send off, you know, but yeah, but yeah, it was good. I mean, I, I love that there's a director's cut. I love that they're, um, you know, that that's the film that they originally signed on to do. So I think that's yeah. really cool and that it sucks it got chopped up. It probably a good mix of the two would be ideal for me. <laughs> like just mix in some of these scenes with the oh, original yeah. one, you know, and we would have had more backstory. Yeah. yeah. I think it would be easily done. 
Yeah, I think that would have been really cool. But but it's cool to have a director's cut, which we hope there's so many more yeah. of. Yeah, we keep hearing about all these different ones that we're just like, God, when can we see the director's cut of that? That would be great. <laughs> yeah, just to see everything. So, so yeah, I mean, I would say if you like this movie, then go check out the documentary and just learn more about 54. It's just a really awesome pop culture time. It's just a really, really cool that's a good movie. Yeah, it's just it's just a really cool thing that happened in culture, you know, that will probably never happen again in the same way. So it's just this kind of cool time capsule. Once upon a time, baby, Once there the... was clubs. Yeah, there were clubs oh. with no fucking <laughs> social media, man. That's why people did all this shit. Oh like, God. that's why this will never happen again, yep. basically because of the invention of the smartphone. I mean, I hate to uh, sound like one of those no, old no, bogeys who's like screaming about like, back in my day like we didn't have the phone but like <laughs> it's it's true that we could hang out with celebrities and there would be no record of it it would just yep. be this cool story that you have which and a lot could, of people have you could lay completely naked on a couch <laughs> completely in the middle of a club <laughs> totally they just really didn't care in there no. this was also this also a massive uh, alert i would have to say like big flashing red sign is this was pre aids yeah so this was like the height of being able to be promiscuous and have it not be like a, a really horrible like situation that could happen because once the eighties, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You could still get like VD and all that shit. Yeah. But like once the eighties came in, that's when it was a completely different era yeah. and the gay community suffered for it. I mean, everyone suffered for it, but a lot, the gay community was impacted. Okay. Um, I can't even watch pose season two because i started i mean i'm gonna watch it because yeah. i started watching and i was like falling apart like yeah. it's, it's so like so it's so heartbreaking it's when you see oh god and you see what these people go through and there's someone on a reality show now that i'm watching and he's gay and he's i think like mid 50s and he was talking about when he first came out he was like literally 80 percent of my friends died in the 80s like literally so many people are gone he's like it's just it was just crazy so yeah it's just crazy so, yeah. so um so yeah to leave you on that really like sad and depressing <laughs> but i mean yeah. um but yeah this this film is great this film is great definitely go see it go sign up for our patreon we're still five doing my film called life five bucks man i did a poll if whether or not we should do euphoria on patreon it's kind of mixed right now it's kind of a mixed bag so maybe i'll hold off and end up just doing more movies over there because i think people kind of want more movies i don't really know another tv show that has an impact that's one season that i don't have to get like really involved in so random what there's two, there's two seasons but is um, it 90s oh never mind it's gotta be 90s man what is it yeah, never mind um but it's called bonding what is that it's about bondage. It's really funny. Oh my god! It's about bondage. You, okay, like, Mikey has his own podcast that you could. I would watch <laughs> it for your podcast. I don't think it fits in with what people care about here, unless it does. I mean, let me know. I don't know. Do you do you want that? Like, I don't know. Funny. God. Oh my god. All right. It's really funny though. <laughs> well, um, yeah, this is the end of our road here. You will see us again doing Party Monster. So we're going to go yes. back into the club, back into the disco back days, the back into the club, back into the disco days. And uh, yeah, we will see you on the next one. See ya. Bye.